Good morning and welcome, welcome, welcome to the autopsy of her healing, evolving resiliency. We welcome you today. We hope that you are having a wonderful week. We hope all is going well. And I am Iris Owens. And on the line with me is my beautiful sister and my friend. Good morning. Stephanie Diani Green. Good morning, honey bunny. How are you? Good morning, honey bunny. How you doing? I'm doing well. And you? I, I'm doing, I'm doing good. <laughs> no. I just, I just hey, you know, I woke up this morning, I could walk, I could talk, you know, all that stuff. But yeah. I just, you know, hey, how does um, Jim Rohn say? He says, don't wish it was easier, wish you were better. <laughs> oh. Well, that is truth today because today's topic is going to be when it doesn't work. That is the topic when it doesn't work. And I'm talking on every level because I have been completely in a abyss as it relates to a cell phone. I have had, I bought a new Samsung phone, what, last year. Then I had to get a replacement on that phone. Then I had to get a replacement on the replacement. And they didn't work. Whatever it is with this Samsung Galaxy, Galaxy S9 or the S9 Plus, it is something about like I'm constantly on my phone. I'm talking to people. And then all of a sudden they say, I can't hear you. I can't hear you. And I really feel like the old Verizon commercial. Can you hear me now? 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 And it's like the phone is pinging. It sounds like the Decepticon or coming through my phone. I mean, it's insane. And so now I feel like this isn't a prime example of life sometimes when it just doesn't work. And I mean that it just doesn't work. And by the look on my sister's face, I think she's having the same type of moment I'm having. It just doesn't work. So Steph, <laughs> well, you know, doesn't work. <laughs> it, 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 I think what well, I find that it it works, but it just don't work like the way you want it to work. Oh, is that what it is? <laughs> That's what it is. It, it works, but it's like they, they said, like maybe you know, you can say like if I make this phone call and I talk to someone, yes, they can really help me, and yes. we done talked it through, we worked it out. Bam, right. I got this. It's done. Right, right. But it doesn't work that way. Because you really have to talk to a hundred people and maybe that hundredth person (laughs) will get it right. Okay. But you don't know on top of that, from that first phone call, when you think you got it, that you don't know until maybe a day or two later that you still really didn't get it. So now you like start all over again, have to talk to a hundred people, tell your story. It's like, you want to put the story on record. Let me just record this for you so I don't have to keep telling the same story over and over right. again to a hundred people who cannot do what I need to be done for myself. Right. And that's exactly what happened on yesterday. Because mm-hmm. on Friday, I spoke to Brianna. Brianna was amazing. Brianna walked me through some stuff. She's like, okay, I will call you back to make sure the phone works. She, she did ask, when would you like me to call you back? I said Wednesday. So this way it gave me at least five days, four days to see if what we had done made any difference in the functionality of the phone. 
And Brianna was prompt. She called me back on Wednesday morning, but I unfortunately missed her call because I didn't hear the phone ring or the phone didn't ring, which either one, I don't know. Either way, I called back and tried to get Brianna. I got another woman on the phone. She was really cool. And she says, okay, she's done all this work with me. And I clearly said to her, I don't want to have to repeat this story. And she said, great, I understand. She went, she read the notes. And then she attempted to transfer me to the department in which I needed to get to, to get this issue resolved. I get Murr on the phone, M-U-R, Murr. Who now what's Murr? That's the, this is the other person I'm now talking to, the other tech on the oh. phone. And, and because I'm told that I cannot, they cannot transfer inbound calls to specific techs. I'm like, okay. So I'm telling her, says, well, let's go through a series of this. And I said, Mur, this is what I've already done with Brianna. This is what we did on Friday. And I mean, everything he's saying to me, I'm like, we did this on Friday. We also did this. We did this. Mm -hmm. and then yeah, yeah, I understand. But, and I'm like, but what? Why do I have to go through this all over again? Like you have notes in front of you. The previous tech was able to go and read the notes. You have notes. I'm only just trying to get this resolved. Basically, Murr says, put your phone in safety, in safe mode, and I'll call you back. Mm. I put the phone in safe mode. I waited for 30 minutes. Murr never called me back. And mm. right at 1226, Murr sends me, I receive a text saying, I tried to call you, but it went straight to your voicemail. Well, if the phone is in safe mode, mm, that's probably where the phone went. Yeah, because obviously you didn't know what you were talking about. Right, because Murr <laughs> didn't know. And, I, and I'm like, no offense, but Murr really pissed me off. I mean, really, he did. because, And then, and of course, he never, even though I responded to his text, he never reached back out to me, which then caused me to have to start this process all over again today. But to your point, Steph, about what you said, sometimes, May, it does work. Maybe it doesn't work the way we want. But then I got on the phone because I think it was last night. It was either last night or the night before. I saw this commercial that Revising now is offering current and new users a free phone, a new 5G phone. Well, of course, we know there's no free in anything, right? That's of how course not. <laughs> there's no free in anything that's the lure they want to get you in yes so i get on <laughs> this morning with debbie and debbie sounds like she is going to pass out she's breathing heavily she sounds completely out of shape and discombobulated she is oh man sorry to hear that debbie. over and over again and debbie is about to give me a cardiac arrest because i'm i'm getting so frustrated um, so I finally got off the phone with Debbie. I won't even go into all this stuff with Debbie. Got off the phone with her, call back because now, now I'm in resiliency mode. Now I'm in resilient mode. Like this has <laughs> got to be resolved today. Like I can't keep doing this because I was on the phone with a new client this morning and I call and I'm like, good morning. How are you? And the person's going, hello, hello, hello. <laughs> That's not good. How, how are you a professional? How am I presenting myself as a professional calling a client and you mm -hmm. can't even hear me? That person is probably on the other, or the other end of the phone going, you need to get a phone, honey. Mm -hmm. you know? 
And that's so, right. We are business women. We need our phones to work. You need the phone. <laughs> this this phone is my office. It is it is literally it is, it is our office, our, our assistant, yes. our assistant. It is everything. You know everything. what I mean? And so I said, okay. So that's what prompted me to get back on the phone. So I, I got Jenna and Jenna, Jenna then transferred me to Ryan and Ryan just resolved everything. And then I got the deal that I wanted, even though the deal was on, it said it was only online. And so to put, to wrap this all up, this is where sometimes in life where when things come at you and challenges come at you and you get so frustrated, I know me, I get frustrated. Like I have to start talking to myself to, yes, like Malia, yeah, Steph's rubbing her ears, like to come. <laughs> yes. It's true. It's true. Ears because I know when I'm hot, you know why I'm hot? Because my ears get hot and I start to get glistening and I'm like, oh my God, like I could just bust <laughs> a gasket. I could bust a gasket and that is not good. That is not, We're not good. good. And it's you know? on my phone, but it's just like, it's so frustrating though sometimes like you're trying to do something and you have your best plans laid out for it to happen mm -hmm. and it just like everything and anything or anybody or everybody can get in the way and, mm -hmm. and, and even the ones who are supposed to be able to assist you exactly like the help really get in your way be like okay no more help from you yes I was like, you know, obviously you do not know what you're doing <laughs> Debbie was irritating me. And then Debbie had the nerve to ask, did I, did I resolve and answer all your questions? And I said, no, not really. And then she, <laughs> and then she says, but why, why? I wanted to go, Deb, you sound like you're dying. I want you to know you sound like you're dying. Number one, number two, you don't sound confident in what you're doing. Number three, you're discombobulated and you're giving mixed information and you can't answer my questions. So I'll stop at number three that is not good for me and it's not good this because that's the way you're showing up today and that's not the way i showed up today right so when it doesn't work we also have to figure out well how did i show up to this thing exactly and that's in everything that's relationships and we you know we always say relationships is everything you do whether it's your that's job right. your career your children your, your children your significant other, the pets you own, your siblings, the, yeah, the your cousins, your relatives. It is everything. Life is relationship. Everything yes, in life is relationship. And so when you have, you know, confusion and discombobulation in relationships, it spills over into every part of. Oh, absolutely. Every aspect of your life. Yes, it does. Your life. Now I'm I'm going on today about a phone, but this phone took up most of my morning. And time is money. And time is money, right? It's so and true. Not only is it money, it's but time is taking away my peace. When you when oh, you yeah. when you get me all riled peace up, is everything is that. Oh my, you are disturbing my peace. And I'm just like, Lord help. So I, I'm, I'm just trying to get my phone to work. I'm just trying to like, I'm trying right. to work with, I'm just, I mean, come on now. I mean, they have a hundred people that are working from home doing all this stuff, which is half the problem. Let's be clear. Exactly. You know what I mean? I mean, they do put their notes in. Some of them know what they're doing. Some of them really don't know what they're doing well, at all. 
hey, here's the thing. Shout out to Ryan at Verizon. He was amazing. He did everything he could do. He, he bundled, he discounted, he helped me through. He didn't transfer me. I really appreciate it. That's what I'm talking about. Whatever it is that you're doing in life, do it to the best of your ability. And if your ability is not the best, then do better. Or if your ability is that, like, prime example, I had a client call me, text me, and she said that she wanted to increase her father's um, life insurance policy mm -hmm. that I wrote for her probably about five or six years ago. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, I said, no problem, I'll take care of it. <clears throat> and this was, no, this yesterday was Wednesday, so it was Tuesday. So, you know, I finally found a place. I got to do the NTN report. I had to get in my office. I got a closing coming up. I, I got a million things going on. I got all these tests I'm running for. Right. It's just like, woo. And finally yesterday I texted her. And I sent her the company's number. I said, you text, I said, call them with the policy number and they can help you. And she was like, well, you're not, um, you're not in the business anymore. I said, I still hold my license, but I can tell you, I'm not really writing like that anymore. Um, and she said, well, I have a friend that's in the business. I just did it, you know, as a courtesy since she wrote my initial, my original policies. And she said, cause they told me the policy has to be rewritten. I said, I don't understand that. I said, but I know the company has gone through changes since COVID. I said that that's not a problem at all because you have to recognize when you cannot be superwoman anymore. And, and I recognize that because I'm like, I got all this on this plate over here and I got to take time going this. I don't even really keep my system on. So I'm going to have to now pay $25 for my system on the, no, I'm not doing that. That's okay. You know, no, and I said, no, I understand. She said, I'll get my friend to help me. I said, not a problem. I get, I, 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 that's, that works for me too. Because I'm not doing that. You know, when I'm overwhelmed with things like that, it's all right to say, no, I cannot do that. You know, whatever it is, you know, I told her, I said, I'm focusing on, you know, my podcast, you know, real estate just popped up on me right now. You know, so I just, you have to, you know, I cannot be everywhere right now. Yeah. I mean, would it have been simple? It's funny, I had to call my RVP and when I called him. I decided not to really go into like, oh, she's going to go with somebody else. But I was like, so he was like, I need you because I need you to sell my house. I'm like, oh, yeah, I sold you that house. So now you want me to list. See, so it was a reason. So it all kind of, worked, you know, he said, well, I'm, I'm going to Florida. When I come back, we're going to talk about what we're going to do about my house and find us some other places. I'm like, OK, that works. So out of this whole situation, I got a listing, which I already knew that he was probably going to want to sell the house, which I sold him about five years. No, probably about, yeah, about eight years ago now, actually. But yes, so you know, but you cannot. You, I just have to learn to say no. Yesterday, I was so frustrated. I didn't really feel great. I like went and took a nap. I like, and I don't take naps because I had a, a call at eight thirty, a group call, and I was like, let me just rest, rest myself because I just felt. Especially when then I was on top of that was the jewelry. I'm like, how did you not get the package? And oh, then I'm like, I always, I always keep my receipts. Until you receive a package. When I ship something, I That's keep a right. receipt. Mm -hmm. But for some reason, I didn't have this receipt where I normally have it. I'm looking for the receipt. So between thinking, trying to help this girl, trying to do all the things I need to do, I got to find this receipt because and me and my El Stupido stuff, I didn't put insurance on the receipt, on, on the package, because I didn't think I really needed to. And I just said, Jesus, 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 help me. And I'm like, I keep literally keep 
every receipt of everything I bought for the whole year. Yes. Everything. And we keep it in the drawer. And I said, let me go to my drawer because maybe I put the receipt already away. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, it was in the drawer. Yes. And sure enough. And that's how I got to- <laughs> Let me tell you, I said, she's going to love all over that. This thing is so beautiful. I was like, <laughs> I said, that's why we said, I'm like, I mean, I know like you, you know, you ordered the gift from me, but I wanted to send you a gift. Oh, I so <laughs> do love it. I so do love it. So do love it. Yeah. So, so I said, you know, that, that was like that beautiful ring. It's all the baguettes. And it was just, it's just beautiful. It's fabulous. It's just beautiful. Listen, the, you know, I don't normally talk with my hands, <laughs> but today. Yes, <laughs> That 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 everything is gonna be a fan. Everything is gonna be a fan and a prop. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But that is gorgeous. I I said I know she's not really a heart, but that transcends a heart. Yeah, it is beautiful. I love it. Absolutely love it. I love it. (laughs) I'm glad you love it. I was so happy when you told me. I said when I got that tracking number, I called them. I I was on it. You know, all the package left at seven forty-two a.m. this morning. From you know your post office, they should deliver at eight o'clock tonight. I was like, they better deliver at eight o'clock tonight. But I sent that package out May twenty seventh, twenty eighth, twenty seventh. Yes, and that's why I was like, wow. That's why I was like letting you know that it didn't come. But that mm-hmm. again, this this is just right now this period in time in which we are living. It seems like everything is delayed, right? It's, it's very delayed, it's very slow, it's very scarce. It's so much of, so much change. And then now we have to, I don't like to use the word pivot because I think it's been overused, but now we have to, now we have to turn around and change yeah. as well to, to fit what's going on around us. Because if you don't, you're gonna either be extremely frustrated every day, every mm-hmm. moment, right? Or you're gonna get left behind, and so so when I said the topic today is you know when it doesn't work, right? But when it doesn't work, why doesn't it work, and what role are you playing in it not working? And exactly. What can you do to change it from not working to either working or you disposing of it? Because sometimes yes. So if something is broken, it's broken. And sometimes in life, we have a propensity to hold on to things knowing that it's not functioning. It doesn't work. It does not work yet. Or even if maybe not even hold on if it doesn't work, like just like this whole thing with me, you know, up with that policy. It's like, okay, like it's still working, but do I want to put myself back in that position to do it? Well, I'm looking at my plate. But that's still not working because it doesn't work for you at this time in your life. Exactly. Well, yeah, right, right. So right, it, right. it's still it's still not working. But yeah, I'm referring okay, I hear to I'm referring sometimes to also the physical things that we hold on to. Mm-hmm. Like like it could be a favorite watch. The watch broke or the watch stopped working. Now yeah, maybe the watch those. maybe the watch only needs a battery, but it's been twenty years and we still have not gone to check. Yep. Right. We have I, I'll still wear it though. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you, I never forget. I was wearing this watch. I love this watch. love this watch. My factory had made the watch close down, but I love the watch. 
And one day somebody said, oh, what time is it? I looked at my phone. So why should you look at your watch? I said, it doesn't work. I said, but it's beautiful. That's <laughs> Example. <laughs> Hold on to things. One for because aesthetically it's beautiful. Other reasons is sentimental, right? And I get that. Sometimes we just can't even bring ourselves to release it, to to get rid of it, right? Mm -hmm, to, put mm -hmm. it, to put it out of our lives, to put it out of our hands. We just can't do it. So we mm -hmm. leave, so we hold on to these things that don't work. And then we get frustrated sometimes by just looking at it or when someone says, oh, well, your car over there doesn't, no, that car doesn't work. Well, why is it still there? That's a long story. Yeah, I don't get, I don't get the car thing, but I know a lot of people hold on to the cars that don't work. <laughs> it's, it's, and many times in our life, it's the same way we handle situations and relationships. Mm -hmm. We know it's not working. Like, mm. It is, it's, you're Especially relationships. you are looking at this, this person, you're looking at yourself. Like today, this morning, I had this epiphany and I said, I have been many different women. I've been many different women in this one life, in mm. this one body. Mm -hmm. And the reason why I say that is that if I was to tell a story or I realized that I could tell stories about the women I have been and nobody would be able to identify that I was probably that woman. Oh, absolutely. And I thought absolutely. to myself, oh my God, like that, that's insane, right? Because we normally, you know, we say I've mm -hmm. always been this person. No, I haven't. Yep. You evolve, no. you grow. Yes, yes. And, 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 we're, and we're doing it every day, you know. Exactly. I, I have um, that's a quote. The thing. Yeah, one of my own quotes, I can't remember my own quote, but basically it said that um, every day your life is changing, you're changing, even if you don't recognize it, but your needle is moving yes. every little bit on your life spectrum. Yeah, it is. Every little, you may not. You may think, oh, today is exactly the same as it was yesterday. It's not. No, it's not. And you're not. Nope. Because that needle consistently moves. As long as you're on this earth, it moves on your life force a little by little. That's correct. Yeah. And, the, and it's evolving, it's changing, it's whatever. And the thing about it is that you have to be mindful of as it is moving, what sort of impact is it having? You know, if you're looking at that needle or you're looking at your life, what's the impact? Is the impact mm -hmm. positive? Is the mm -hmm. impact negative? Is the impact mediocre? What is the impact? Because there's always an impact. Everything you do in life has an impact. Good, bad, oh, absolutely. different. Absolutely. All, our lives are a domino effect. We, all, we are all, every single, each one of us on absolutely. this earth are connected. That's and there is a domino effect to each and everything you do that affects everyone else. That is and when more people truly understand that, we would be a better world. Yes. Know, and we would be a better people. Yes. You know, because some people feel that I can live in my bubble and nothing else outside my bubble has any effect on me. That is not true. That is not true. One day your bubble will burst. <laughs> and or, honey, or, you will just yeah. be. Well, before it bursts, you normally have a slow leak. 
That's true. That's true. But but <laughs> nobody recognizes slow... nobody recognizes a slow leak. No. They just like, hey, no. like, oh my God. Oh my no. God. No. Like, you know, recognizes... all these... Nobody recognizes the deflation of what's going on in their lives. No, they don't. They don't. They probably don't want to recognize. You think you can do this. I never forget. Um, I watched these old. Did you remember years ago called um the TV show called Heart to Heart? Yes. That mm-hmm. I love that show. I just love the way he treated her. Yeah. And I, I, I watch it now part. sometimes because it still comes on. Uh huh. And so there's this one episode where this man, he's a philanthropist. He owns. Uh, he has a lot of money and everything like that. And he collects things. And, you know, antique things, rare things. And he decides that he wants to collect her, Jennifer Mm. Hart, Mm -hmm. and put her in a cage. Oh, wow. Because she's beautiful. Mm -hmm. But because he collects old things, he has a certain air system in his house. So things won't get old. Yeah. You know, all the antique stuff or whatever. And, oh, my God, when Jonathan finally finds her and see you later, honey. When Jonathan finally finds her. And they, they open up the window. And he's like, because he wears gloves. He's very eccentric. <laughs> and honey, when that air comes in that house, Ooh. you know, he starts losing his mind. Because that it was his bubble. Yes. His and bubble had been hers. You know, because all the old papers. And stuff. Oh, he freaked out. But that's, that's reality. Because yes, some people is. are going to be freaking out. You know, in yeah. whatever way. It's just the same way that when we give birth. When that baby comes out of us, they, they scream lots of times because of the air hits them. You know, they've been in this right. inside of us, in this bubble. And when they come out, they feel that cold hair hit their bodies, that disturbance of everything for them. That's why they're screaming. Yeah. You know, and that's just the way people be screaming when you think that, you know, you living in a world all by yourself. No man is an island. No and even when people that do live on these islands by themselves, you still have to deal with the outside world. It affects you. But you know, even if you don't even if you don't physically deal with them, it affects you. Oh, absolutely. It affects you in so many different ways. Like I, you know, I'm really big into the stocks right now. And all these people are trying to do this whole, they're doing uh, this whole thing with AMC stock. But it's because they now they're really upset with the Robin Hoods and the A like now Acorn doesn't do Webull, all these places now that you could buy stocks but you don't have to buy full shares mm-hmm. you can buy fractional shares so now everyday people that you know got into the stock market nobody that was ever in the stock market before and now in the right. stock market you know right. like ever you know especially over covid and these people are shorting the stock trying they lying telling people how they need to shit how they they tell them oh you got to sell that stock it's not going to be any good it's all this like because they don't want you to have anything, not to mention that they're losing so much money. Right. right. And how right. much way they get like, you can't have the money. I'm supposed to have the money. No, everybody should be you able to have, have the money. money. Exactly. Not just you. Right. You know, they don't want to pay. You know, the whole thing went down with GameStop and AMC about like back in March. And now all of a sudden AMC, it's like $12 about mm-hmm. four weeks ago. Yes. <laughs> That boy, bad boy, jumped up to fifty-five dollars. Yeah, four hundred percent in one week. Yeah, that's right. And so it's going down. They said, "Don't sell these." I didn't jump because I just didn't want to be able not to be able to sell my socks. But these are the kind of things that people do to keep you here, and they want to be all the way up here, and that—that's right. not how that works. Right. You know, we all because have to live them, together. 
because for them it doesn't work if everybody has a piece of the pie. Yeah, exactly. Everybody, that that's the prime example of the world and people's selfishness and people's greed. That I want to I want to keep my pie, and then I want your pie, and I want that pie over there too, as opposed sure. to why can't you have a pie and why can't I have a pie and and everybody has a pie or every and not just a piece. Everybody should have a pie. Right. Exactly. I agree 100% with you. I should like go like, if I knew there's enough in the world that everybody should be able to have a pie, not have to have it a is enough in somebody else's pie. Because it's then true. again, that's still, that's still dividing and that's still, you know, keeping it to a certain level. I, mm -hmm. I think everybody should be able to have a pie. Now, maybe you'll have a, you know, a lemon meringue pie. pie. And you'll have apple my, my pie. My pie's always apple. <laughs> okay. So you're going to have an apple pie and I'm probably going to have a key lime pie, but at least I have a pie. And exactly. So exactly. That's, that's what I'm saying. You know, that's what, you know, that goes back to, like I said, what happens when it doesn't work and doesn't work means on so many levels, because that's where we are in this world right now. We are, we are battling against things that should have been over, should have been over, done, oh, buried, never to return again. But here we are, we're dealing with social injustice, we're dealing with racism, we're dealing with, you know, lack of money, we're, we're still dealing with the haves and the have nots. And, and in, the country, in this country that we live in, why we still have the haves and the have nots? There should be enough for everybody to have something, right? And not just something, but have what it is that they would like to have or they need to have. Because we all don't part, part, part of that is because the 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 one percent it doesn't work if they don't have the one the knots, you know. Yes. Because part of that they 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 invest in the people right. that don't have anything, you exactly. know. They, I mean, you know how and much they, money yeah. they make, especially with the um. We're talking about the incarceration rate. Oh yeah. And now they have all these private jails that they make so much money off of. So now it's like, really, they got to put all these people in jail so they keep making the money that they make right. off, the, and off now, the jail. And now that you have privatized prisons. That's what I'm prisons, saying, because they privatized. Yeah. This, this, yeah. That's, that's why. They're making so much money off that. So then you just see how the laws are so, like, like crazy against so many people. You know what I mean? Since people of color. That's just the way yeah. it is. Yeah. Black, black people, brown people. People of color. Yeah. Right, exactly. Black and brown so therefore, we got to keep them in jail so we can keep our money. Right. Because we make so much money, you right. know, off this system. And it's disgusting. Right. And it's the same. But it's the same thing with, as I've always said, our entire social welfare system needs revamping the entire system. Right. Because it doesn't work. No, it doesn't. It works for those who write like the ones who are benefiting and the ones and that and that's on both sides of the fence. They believe it works. But. When you live your whole entire life and when you design a system that makes a, a whole generation or generations of generations, people, right? Yeah, generations of people mm -hmm. become dependent on this system that then turns around and tells you, you know what, you're really worthless. <laughs> you're really not doing your part. But here, but here's something for you. Mm -hmm. And there is something wrong, you know, when the people who are in the system begin to either believe that or they begin to operate in it and think that they are somehow some way 
not a victim of this system, mm-hmm. right? And I believe if you're going to have social welfare, then social welfare should be to help, to help and empower, right? But you realize that in a country that has the amount of, you know, capital that it has, why would you, why would you, why would you take away these systems that have been set up? Because these systems have helped you help the rich get richer and help the poor exactly. get poorer. So exactly. it's an unfortunate, but it is a system that doesn't work. No, it, it doesn't work. It's a system that doesn't work. And it has been, it has been in effect for many, many, many years. And it's never been revamped. Even when it was no, discussed, it hasn't when it was discussed that it would be revamped, it never happened. Um, was- you know, it's just... It's just very interesting, but it's but just- part of that is like it's, it, I mean, it probably was like it's like a little joke, but it's true. Is that especially when you talk about the wealthy because the wealthy always has their poor relatives, okay? Yeah, and but their they poor like relatives aren't sitting on welfare. Huh? I said yeah, but most times the wealthy's poor relatives aren't sitting on welfare. Oh yes, they are. Trust, I, I, because there it's more. Are, it's more people. Not, it's more people not, that of non-color that's on welfare than people of color. Oh, I agree, but I'm saying. The I, I bet you that. You, let me, it may not be the. It may not be the, the. The the first cousins, the second cousins, the third cousins, but we go down the line. I'm sure something is down there. They don't want yeah, to knock. But, but but those are also people that they don't they don't deal with or encounter. Oh no 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 no! I'm no no! I'm saying they don't deal with them. I'm not saying. Yeah. I'm talking about the people they don't deal with. Oh yeah, you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm talking about they, they they fifth cousins. I'm I'm talking about the, you know you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. I don't know they they invite them nowhere, but they don't want nobody to know they related to mine. But we get a little money over here. Like, but you know, everybody in the family has a story, of how they're related to such and such and such, but they don't know who they are. They don't never never met them. You know what I'm saying? That whole kind of thing. You know, but it, it's 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 really 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 sad. You know, all of that stuff. It's really yeah. sad. But until we, like we were saying another day, until we get better as a people and learn to love each other, you know, and it's not the conquering divide because it's like, I'll not, I wouldn't say necessarily our best people, but it's like that idea of us as being people of color, we achieve something and now I don't want to be with my people. And to a certain extent, it's like, well, not all your people. I can understand, you know, so many people, you know, Ray Ray and them want to come and, you know, see how they can steal from you. But everybody that didn't make it to your level is not Ray Ray and them. Some of them just good people. So you can't, but they want to just like forget about you. And then they all the way over here by themselves on that island where these people just stay because they still see what color you are. <laughs> Maybe you don't, but they well, <laughs> well, I, I, but I think that's an issue within every culture. Nobody, no, there is no, I don't know any culture of people. I don't know any human being who is is willing to be associated with the negative. And I don't care what color you are. I don't care what your culture is, what your, your, you know, your genetic makeup is or, or where you have come from. I don't know any human being who is like I've worked hard to get where I am. I've put in my work. I've done what I needed to do to excel or to get where I want to go in life. Why then would I want to associate myself with a person or a group of people who have no desire for nothing else in life? Now, if you, if you are in a place 
but you have a desire to move out of that place, yes, most people are willing to work with and to help one another to get there. But if you don't, if you if your mindset is that I have this four block radius where my life is the four corners of the block I live on. I don't see anything outside of this this community. I don't go outside of this community. I don't even oh, I don't watch well, that's TV. a whole other thing. Yeah. I have I have no no desire to see the world outside of these four corners. To me, that is that's different. And I know that we uh, I know wealthy people like that though. But, right, but that's what I'm saying. So that's what I'm saying. It doesn't matter your the your your skin color, economic status, right? Yeah, or your economic status. That is something that I don't think most humans want to deal with. I, I just mm -hmm. you know, and and yes, you want to always be able to reach back and help. But when I'm reaching down, or I'm reaching across, or I'm reaching outwards, then who grabs my hand, or who grabs to be pulled up? or who grabs to be pulled leveled, then that's who we, we gravitate to. But I don't know any of us who are going to run into the fire just to run into the fire and you, don't, you know that you can't save the person or the people who are on the other side. I just think that's a difficult thing. And yes, it's wrong that we all get associated by our culture or by this, the color of our skin. And of course, mainly more so black and brown people, mm -hmm. but uh, Caucasian people get it too. Every, everybody oh, absolutely. You know? I know many, but I'm, but I'm just Indian saying, people get it too. They get it really, I mean, Asian people, I, I see it yeah, all because I, I, right. I know people, has, friends with people of all different nationalities right. and you do hear it. Everybody has a line drawn in the sand as to what yes, they, they are do. willing to accept. And I, and you, I think, I think about, but I guess what I was like, you know, that too, but, but, but more what I was alluding to was not necessarily the, I'm thinking like the people that not because of maybe, maybe it's somewhat your economic status, but I think that like um, maybe because now that you have achieved a certain type of success in your life, now I can go over here and recreate myself. Now, I don't want anyone to know, which I know people, relatives that are like that. I don't want anybody to know where I've come from uh, or know that my relatives are, you know, are whatever they are, you know. And I mean, we're talking about, we're talking about siblings, mothers, fathers, mm -hmm. you know, that they, they just denounce yes. all these people because they don't want nobody to know. Some, some black people don't want nobody to know that they're black. So I had to yeah. disassociate myself from my black relatives who look black. I don't look right. black because so I passed a white, you know, all those kind of things. And there's still a lot of people. We have people in my family that I know that are passing for white, you know, and they're not going to claim you, you know, for different ways. I know this guy, I, know, I used to take this guy years ago and he had a lot of issues because his mother um, abandoned him because she had him when she was really young. And, um, and I believe they were, they were Jamaican. She had him when she was really young came here, got married, had another family. And then when she had her other family, she, you know, she had him back in her life, but he wasn't allowed to tell, you know, he was allowed to say that he was her son. So when he would go visit his little brothers and sisters, you know, I guess he, she was, he was like her brother or something like that. And, and you know, it really was disturbing for him. It made a lot of issues for him.
that, you know, his mother wouldn't claim him as his son, as her son, because now she had recreated this life for herself. Um, she did not want her husband to know that she had a baby when she was a teenager. And these are the only children I have. When he bring his children sometimes, but that's a, but that is a cultural thing. That is, that, that is, is not, so, that is a cultural thing because I remember asking my mom about my cousins who were being raised by grandmothers, you know, by their grandmothers. Like my grandmother, my cousin was raised by my grandmother. And I remember thinking, well, how come I'm not raised by my grandmother? And why is my cousin there? And I'm here with my parents. And my mother explained to me, like, you know, back in the day, if a woman became impregnated and she was not married and she did not have a child, I mean, have a, a husband, that her child stayed with her parents. Because one, especially if you had left, let's just say you left South Carolina and you were going to New York, you went to New York to improve and better your life. Now you, have, now you get a job. Well, who was going to take care of the child? Your, your parents were, were there to keep your child so that your child could be safe and so that you could be able to go and work and build a better life for yourself. But then in some cases, there were the place, like you said earlier, where the shame of the fact that you had become impregnated, that no one ever knew that that was your child. Your child was left with your parents or with an aunt or with a family member who then in fact, and you know this firsthand, Steph, who then in fact claimed that child and said, this is my child. So then that, that adult person doesn't necessarily always have the ability to go back and now say, oh yes, you're my child. Because sometimes those people are still alive and those family secrets are not going to be, you're not going to devise that on my watch. You're not going to tell this child now that th you're not, that I'm not their parent and you're really their parent. We, we have seen that so much in our culture and it still and goes still on today and it still goes on. So yes, sometimes it when, when it is that we see a woman who walks away and we're thinking, what mother would do that? Well, a lot of times it wasn't even the mother's choice because since she was young, she was still considered a child and someone else, the adults in her life made that decision that she was not taking this child, nor was she claiming this child. And yeah. that is something I mean, in some, in some, today. I mean, in some instances, like they are. I mean, that wasn't my situation because, you know, well, right. you know that. Right. I mean, I knew, yeah, but I, I mean, I, I do, I do understand. I mean, I do, I, and I, I've experienced that with a lot of relatives, yeah. for sure. You know, like yeah. my cousin, she was, she was adopted by my grand, my biological grandparents. We we're born the right. same year, the same month, but we're not born the same day. And her mom and my mom, I think my mother's like, you know, three or four years older than her mom, but her mom had had her when she was seventeen. And my mom had me when she was 22, like 18, 19. Yeah, like, so my, and my aunt had her, was raising her, but then she got married. And I never forget, she said that she was, I mean, she was a pretty big girl. And her husband said to her, either she goes to talk about my cousin or he would go. And that's when she sent her to live with her mother. And then my grandmother ended up adopting her, raising her. Yeah. But that's oh. very, that, you know, and like my cousin, like we're the same age, and I know that's very painful. That's a hard, you know, pill 
that she yeah. swallowed. You know, very hurtful. You know, especially when common, he said that to your common, face. But it's very common in our family. Oh, I'm not saying that it isn't common, but it's, it's so in, common. I mean, very common. At the same time, it's very sad. You know that you would, you know, this, this man you chose this man over your child. You know, but yeah, and and, and so it didn't even work out. But yeah, but yes, you know, and you can't, you know, you can't make up for that. I really feel, and I guess with me, because of all the things that happened to me, I have a really strong, very strong opinion about that. And not that I can't see it because I, I, I know I had friends, you know, that got pregnant very young and, you know, either people were able to, you know, fight for their child or some of them didn't have to just give their child to their parents, you know, and it, it but it's, it's a hard pill. Yes, it you is. Feel it. You feel the, and the kid feels it, you know, you think about, you know, like I, I feel it. I don't feel like the same, you know, but I feel it, you know, and, and saw the positive and the whole negative aspects of all of that, because it is a positive and a negative. Yes. Because it's like this person could give you a life that I could never give you. Right. And situation. And then some situations is that I just didn't, you know, want you anymore. I realized I didn't want to be a mother, you know, whatever, and moved on and never had any more children. You know, right. I never forget the um the first attorney that I went to meet with for, for my divorce, and he was just like, just let me share with you why I, you know, I I'm I'm passionate about what I do, and he said I was you know young up and coming attorney, he's a white man, and he said um I had like two or three kids, and he said um one day his wife was like I can't do this anymore, and he's like what what do you mean? He was like this is just too much for me. And you no, know, he said, whatever, so let's do this, you know, try whatever it can to make her feel better about herself. But eventually she ended up leaving him and those kids. And um, she just did not want to be a wife. She did not want to be a mother. And he told me at that time, he said, well, she's a pretty decent grandmother. The national children are grown. But, it, you know, he told me it was a, like a lot on his kids and she just kind of like walked out. Like, so no, as we said, when it doesn't work. And so for whatever reason, it didn't work for her. And sometimes, it did not work for her. and sometimes we look at that and we say, how could someone do that? But then at the same time, I look at it from a perspective that though, like you just said, though it is hurt, it's a hard pill to swallow and it's a lot to deal with. But I also think I would not have wanted to be raised by a person who didn't like me. Or not even didn't like me, just didn't want. I agree me. with you on that. Or one. not even yeah. maybe not that they didn't want me, but they didn't want this life. They didn't. Mm -hmm. They didn't want it because as you a pay result, for it. Because exactly, because as a result, you're only going to. You may not abuse me physically, or you might. You might not abuse me emotionally, or you might. You know, you may abuse me through my life by just being mean or just being emotionally unavailable to me or physically um, mean to me. So why? I know that doesn't sound right because everybody wants their parent, but I'd rather a person say this doesn't work and leave me in a better situation than to make me suffer through what's not right for them. Cause that's essentially- well, I, agree, I, I, I agree hundred percent with you on that one. I do, you know? I do. That's essentially what happens. I think, I think you, that um, you want to be in a situation, you make mm -hmm. everybody else in the situation with you is just as miserable, if not worse. Right, 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 right. I mean, no, I, I agree 100% with you. 
I think like sometimes like in my case, like by the time I was nine months old, my mother was already pregnant again and, and, and kept all the rest of the kids after me. Right. <laughs> so you always like feel that. And I think that and I know people like that, too. Like, OK, they kept having more kids and never right. got me. Right. And, you know, so what's up with that? And this the situation was still going to be the same. So it's like, you know, the interesting dynamics of it all, how people yeah. feel. And I, I know people that feel I had a, um, a, a foster sister and she came to us in foster care. She was already pregnant. She was a senior in high school mm-hmm. and she had the baby. She loved this baby. And, you know, she loved her boyfriend, you know, the father of the baby, loved him a little. And um, it didn't you know, work out. But she ended up, she had her father, because her, her parents, her, well, she, I don't know why, I think her mother passed away. So her father was raising her, her sister, her brother alone. The father, they lived in the next town over. So the, the father wouldn't really come see her. That's how she, she, he was mad because she got pregnant. That's how she ended up in the system. But he had a friend. I think this woman really like liked the father. He probably like dated her, but didn't really like her. But the lady would come by and get her. She was like a friend to her, like a like motherly to this girl. Right. Long story short, she had a son. So then she became 18. So she aged out of the system. And the lady said she could come and live with her. She would help her with the baby and everything like that. Eventually, she ended up dating the lady's son. And she had a baby for him. Um, and they were engaged to get married, whatever. Um, she it did, That didn't work out. But through the whole realm of everything, you can see this girl, she was a very beautiful girl. Um, I don't think that without the association of the mother, this man would have ever been able to obtain this woman. You know, and especially and, and she probably, he probably wouldn't be even, even been able to attain her. She was in her full womanhood at all, even whether the mother was involved or not. But she's still a girl, you know what I mean? The young girl. Long story short, she has the baby. And when she has his baby, they ignore her oldest daughter. Mm. He doesn't like the daughter, all this kind of stuff. And eventually she had to kind of like save herself and save her daughter. And she had to leave that relationship. Mm-hmm. And they was like, not taking this girl anywhere. Now that she doesn't produce a beautiful, you know, physically beautiful child for them for the mother and for this boy, which I think that's what the mother wanted all. I want a granddaughter. I want to be beautiful like this girl. I mean, granted, there's no guarantee, but that's what they got. Mm-hmm. And they took that baby and she was like, kind of like good riddance. But she said, I don't have to deal with them. They want her, you know, she's all up under her father and she's, she had to leave and she had to take her daughter and go build a life for her and her daughter somewhere else. And I just thought it was so, so sad, but things like that happen. Well, she's going to stay there. And then she said, I think the icing on the cake, she said he slapped her daughter, her oldest daughter. And she said that was it. And she kind of like, was like running for her life in, in, a, in a way, you know, from all of that. And wow. but people do the most manipulative things, the most oh, yes. manipulative. And because I was like, honey, how could you leave your baby? She's like, Stephanie, let me tell you. And, you know, and I, I got it. Yeah. I got it. Then, you know, and it's like, you know, I guess if she wanted to get old, I mean, they're grown now. We go and search for her mom if that was able, you know, able, any, they allowed her to do that. You know what I'm saying? But people will do all sorts of things. And it was something about that woman. You're not trying to help this girl. You're trying to get some, you're trying to get her genes. I've seen people do that kind of stuff too. See, people, that's why human, human beings never cease to amaze you. 
They just never, because you never, people have all sorts of ulterior motives for things that they want and they, they cook up plans to make mm -hmm. things happen. And, exactly. and, and sometimes you are the innocent victim and because you have no idea because your brain can't even, your thoughts don't even go to that point of that. You could imagine that someone would do of that to another human being. Yes. Of, of, of deviousness. But, Just de devious. But, oh. but that goes to again when it doesn't work, you know. But mm -hmm. nonetheless, I will say though, today has been a very interesting conversation because from a from a incident with a inanimate object or a phone. <laughs> Literally an inanimate object. <laughs> led us into a very deep conversation, which I feel like, you know, as you always do. Yes, as it always does. That I think at some point in time, we're gonna have to come back and revisit this again because this was really good. And I think it was um, you know, it it it, it was very thought provoking. Cause it's you know, as we are talking, you know, I'm always like, hmm. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you it know? does get your juices like, stirring, right? It does. But look, I gotta tell you, this is funny. Every time you was like saying, like, "Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now?" Every time you say that, right? I don't know if you've seen this movie with Denzel Washington, where it was shot in the Keys. He was a sheriff in the Keys. Did you ever see that movie? I don't think so. No. Him and Sanaa Latham. Sanaa Latham was in the movie with him. So you probably didn't see that movie. Oh, but, the one with um, Deja Vu. No, no. Deja Vu is with um, what's the name? Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. That's the other. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, Paul okay, Patton. Never mind. That, that's Deja yeah, Paul. Now, this was Sonal Latham, but basically, he got he gets he gets caught up in something. He's trying to do the right thing, but it becomes a mess. And so he had busted a drug ring, right? And he had taken the money, and he you know they were supposed to come pick up the money. They needed the money. You know when they bust up the drug ring. Yes. And they confiscate all the money. He had was yes. holding the money. Uh-huh. But he had ended up letting somebody use the money, not for legal purposes. He was trying to help. And so finally, like some of the other detectives, like from like, you know, maybe like from more of a big city, they send the detectives down to get the money. And he keeps like, you know, running around, like avoiding them and all this kind of stuff. So they mm -hmm. finally catch up to him. And he was like, because he kept saying, I sent my sheriff up there with the money. And then he said, They're down here. So they they finally cornered him in the driveway and he was like, they said, we got the chief on the phone. So he gets the phone. He was like, so what's going on down there? He was like, he threw the phone on the ground. She said, can you hear me? Can you hear me now? <laughs> that's how I felt. That's exactly how I felt today. Oh my God. Yes. You are absolutely right because that's, listen, now I know why the Verizon guys left and went to Sprint because I would get tired. I was getting tired of saying, can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Can oh my God. It just, it literally, it, it, you know, it's hard because I know better than to let something so minute work my nerves that way. But man, it was driving me nuts. But nonetheless, it's resolved. I feel better. Thank you, Jesus. My, thank you, Jesus. Thank my, you, Jesus. <laughs> my, new phone, my new phone is coming. So um, when I get my new phone, you know, I'll, I'll probably talk about, you know, the resiliency of getting, you know, pressing your way through a difficult situation to get to what you want and what you need. Right. Because really, in the end, that's what it really what it's all about. It's about holding on. Keep pressing your way. Hold on tight. Not, that's right. 
But ten it's toes down. Because it's not always mm-hmm. going to work. It's not always yeah. going to work. Even your best plan, your best laid out plans are not going to work. And that's also, you know, when we when we make these plans and God and we say God has a sense of humor because we make these plans and we don't check in with him first. And then we're like, right. this is not going right. Well, did you, yeah. did you give it over to the person who is really the plan maker? Probably not. But nonetheless, it has been an awesome, awesome time. Like we always have. Steph, I love you. I, you know, you, you. I love you too, honey. <laughs> we, make, we make each other's brains click. And, you know, you know that because at the end of, even at the end of every conversation, we have moments, I'm sure, I know I do. I have reflective moments where I go back and I start thinking about stuff like, hmm, like what? Yeah, you know, and so and then we call each other and I, I know I'm always calling you going, did you did you see this? Did you hear that? Did you realize that? And so I just think it's like- <laughs> I couldn't even get out of my car the other day. I was listening to our call from Friday. Yes. I was like, I was sitting, I couldn't even leave the car, you know. <laughs> I was like, I'm just sitting here just, and just like, I'm just there sitting in the car, just listening, just listening. <laughs> like, it's so good. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Well, I thank you so much for spending your time with me today. I love you to death. Thank you for my beautiful gift. And I know you guys can't see it, but one day you'll see it when we put it on YouTube. But it's beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. And <laughs> I love you so much. I thank you so much. And I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful day. Oh, you too, honey. I love you too. Yes. Oh, I'll talk to sorry. you soon. Oh, and I'm sorry. Let's let me not forget our, our uh, station, oh, right. station break. I just want to always remind you all that I, um, Iris Denise Owens, I am a life coach. Um, and so um, you can reach me via IDO love coaching at gmail.com or I'm also on Instagram at IDO love coaching. Um, and I am available for, I'm taking new clients. So if you are in need of a coach and would like to do an interview or an assessment, I am available to do that as well. So you can reach me on, in, on the gram or via Facebook or via my email, which again is idolovecoaching at gmail.com. And Stephanie? Yes, I'm also a life coach. You can find me on my mentor.life slash Stephanie Diani Green. I'm a... Uh, divorce coach and also uh well like I want to stay a style coach also to help style people people trying to you know change their look mm-hmm. um and so I'm, I'm a coach for that also awesome and and please know she is quite stylish and the girl can sew too not that she gonna make you nothing but I'm just letting you know <laughs> <laughs> but I, I can sew, but I'm 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 a designer. I like yeah. now I could create that once by else's so Yes, <laughs> exactly. She will create it, and then someone else will have to put it together. And we, one, listen, one day we need to talk about that side. That you know how we always laugh about the little marriage. We need to talk about your really big other gifts. Um, that's what we're going to do next week. We're going to talk about, uh, Miss Stephanie. Our gifts. We have, God gave all of us gifts. We are are all his masterpieces. Absolutely. All right. Well, we thank you all so much. We hope that you have enjoyed listening to us today. We thank you for joining us on the autopsy of her healing, evolving resiliency. We hope that you all have a blessed week, blessed rest of the day and, um, have a great weekend. We love you. Bye. Bye. Bye, Steph. Bye, honey.
Goodbye, Annie Bunny.